In our series, A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague. Today we pay tribute to someone who has delighted theatre audiences for the past 14 years. Someone who has brought a string of inspiring theatre productions from all over the world to our city and without whom Christmas would not have been the same in The Hague. We're talking about the founder of the English Theatre Foundation, Elske van Holk, who speaks to Lillian Strobach about fighting for the survival of our performing arts in The Hague and about the importance of culture and family in her life. I asked Elska about the impact of the corona measures on the cultural life in The Hague and about recent changes at Stet. The terrible thing is that two things coincided in The Hague. It was corona, which really stopped everything in March, mid-March, and then on top of that was the selection of the uh, theatre organisations for getting structural subsidy or not, which is always a very cruel and difficult process. So these things ran along, so we were all in total shock about the fact that we had to cancel all our program actually um, and and we had to cancel a big symposium that we were planning we had to cancel yeah we we thought this was this is it and in the meantime you had this process running for 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 structural subsidy which was a, a totally future based something was this was a, a thing that happened today that we had to combine in a way corona has been good for us in a way that we had all of a sudden a lot of time to um, yeah to fight the the, uh, the initial advice of the um, advisory committee uh, that Stet wouldn't be granted any um, structural subsidy and I think uh, I can only be very proud of, of the team uh, on how we picked it up and that we we had heard that it was going to be bad and negative and um, very negative even. And so we decided, okay, we are now at this point in history that we can make a cut from the, say, let's put it this way, it's a bit strange, the Elske era to into the Tom era, the Tom Dora Berta era. And we did that immediately. So Tom Dello has been the front man in this whole fight for uh, our structural subsidy. He um, planned, um, uh, well, we, together we planned more or less the strategy, but all the content came from him. And he said, you know, I have got, uh, indeed, I've, I will put, uh, a lot of it will stay the same with Stead, but a lot will also change because we are a new generation. Uh, and um, it, that's that's perfectly all right, Lilian. That's the way it has to be. Mm -hmm. People, young people have to take over. The people in their 30s are ready to jump and they should. And, and there will be changes and there and it will be uh, maybe uh, yeah more actual the the uh, contemporary context than than in the past but it, it it's going to be absolutely amazing and obviously he did a brilliant job because um, the um, he, he really contacted everybody on the Rat in in the Hague for it and we on top of that we set up um, uh, 
um, a, a petition. A petition. Yes. And um, I remember signing that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And and you were definitely not the only one who signed Absolutely. it. It was just amazing. The, 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 they poured in from all over the world as well. You know, there were and fantastic comments of people saying, "Well, listen, I performed with Stet, and if it was the start of my career, and it has given me a boost." You know, someone like Michaela Coel, who is now yeah. a BAFTA winner, and you know, she she was a Guildhall graduate in our program. Yeah. You know, and there are more of these people, and and uh, they all came back to our support, Avia Campbell, and it was just amazing, and and, and um, of course Ashley Ramsden as well. So there are. We, we felt very much supported, not only by our actors, but also by our audience and the schools, because, you know, the education is, is unique in, that, in the Netherlands, what Dora has set up. So yeah. And you that. saw the occasional as a, as, a, as a good way of stepping back. Yes, it was actually a perfect moment to, to, uh, to show the world, I'm leaving, here is, is the new team, trust them. And they did. Obviously, because uh, really we, we, we pushed and we spoke and we, we had support from the British ambassador as well, which was fantastic. He's our patron. He's leaving now, but there's a wonderful new ambassador coming, female, so very nice. And um, uh, so the, it was really, we felt supported on so in so many ways. And then the news came. Uh, that you were successful. That it was successful yeah. and uh, that we were going to to be supported for the coming four years. Of course, the problem is then that you get a huge amount of money. We, we think it's fantastic, 65,000, uh, but it wasn't 95, we asked. So you have to cut back your, mm. your, your ambitions a little bit, but it showed support, it showed trust. And uh, so that, that is already amazing. Um, but by the way, it's not yet set in stone. If the Gemeenteraad decides that they think it's more important to support someone else, then, you know, in, in the end, it's a prerogative of the Gemeenteraad to make the final decision. Mm -hmm. So we have to, we have to stay in, 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 yeah, we have to be alert and show what we are worth and, and we are, um, uh, we're ready for that. We can do it, you know. There is a fantastic program coming up with lots of very interesting work. And that was also the amazing thing that we got a very negative advice from an external advisory committee, whilst there were also applications for the what they call the, the uh, non-structural subsidies that every half a year are in. Um, and we got uh, two assessments in a row that were, wow, this is groundbreaking, this is fantastic what you're doing. It, it's uh, uh, about arts and impairments, it's uh, about inclusiveness. We've got a trans uh, performer, we've got two, two uh, performers that are here based in the Netherlands um, that they are going to do uh, an immigration story. So, you know, there's a lot of relevance and, and already connection to today that uh, is in the program. So in a way, Tom's ideas were there already, but he is now really promoting them and, and putting them in the in the light that it deserves. And, and I, I think I can really confidently say it's right that they trust us. We will do it, you know, Stead will do it. Personally, is it going to be difficult to take your hands off your your baby, if uh, I can call it that. Yeah, that's what you hear a lot. Oh, you have to leave your baby. But you know, there's a time for everything. I'm also a, a parent and I've had uh, uh, the luck of having had four children, but they spread out over 36 years of 
parenthood. So after 36 years, you sort of say, well, that's it. It's great. Uh, for Stet, it hasn't been that long, 14 years, but it's time. It's time. You know, I feel that um, it started actually when I started to wake up in the nights thinking, oh, where do I get the money from and how is it going to work and where if the people don't book, you know, I started to worry about it and that sort of got higher on my list than just the enthusiasm. We're doing it. We're going to do it and we, we do. And I think that needs a new energy and a new idea and it's every organization should renew itself. Yeah. But Asko, there's still plenty of energy in you. Sorry, yes. How will you be spending it in the coming years? Hmm. Well, you know, I'm a granny of four, so I love <laughs> my grandchildren and they all live abroad and my youngest one is going to study in a year's time. So I, I gather that I will take a lot of trains because I, my husband particularly is not, doesn't like planes and there are some environmental issues there as well. So we are uh, looking forward to that. And there may be other, um, other things that come my way. Um, I'm talking to the Zonnebloom, for example, to become a regional board member. I'm still a board member in uh, Musiktheater Vervelwind. Uh, you know, there, there are many things that, that will come, but I think it's, it's my first priority will be to, uh, maybe my very first priority will be to clear my house. <laughs> Because, my God, it's such a mess. <laughs> I'm looking forward to have time for it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready for yeah. it to go. And I think it is, it's good. It feels good. Yeah. feels good. Yeah. If you're wondering what Elska brought along for an interview, stay tuned. We'll be hearing all about it right after the music. It's Dutch Buzz's 10th anniversary this year, and we are celebrating our decade with a string of pearls as we honor those who have made a special contribution to the international community in The Hague. Christmas, and especially summers, would have been very different in The Hague without delightful performances such as A Christmas Carol and the outdoor Shakespeare productions in their beautiful outdoor summer settings. All brought to The Hague by Elske van Holk, who created the English Theatre Foundation 14 years ago. We continue our interview with her and ask her about the special photograph she's brought along. It's a picture of my father, who was then uh, 94, I think, it was just before he died, with his first great-grandson, which is my first great, my first grandson. And my father um, was um, a very Dutch traditional nobleman. He was a nobleman to begin with, but he was also a vicar. I, this is the right order. He was first a nobleman and then a vicar. Um, uh, interesting enough. But he definitely had had a calling. So, and interesting enough, I, can st I still miss his sermons. He was a fantastic um, speaker. I loved going to to listen to his church. He did it so relevant, and he it was always there was a connection, and you always came out and you thought, "Wow, not bad." Very proud of that, and and had a very strong connection there with him as well. And um, but he was very Protestant as well. So um, uh, I told you the story that that I once said to him, "Listen, I'm puzzled because there's so many good faiths around in the world, and I love." 
to to study them and to find um, the the common grounds for uh, humanity and generosity and also uh, support for each other and the environment and the earth in the total and um, so I said you know if that don't you think that we all sort of aim or believe in the same thing and then he answered to me I hope so but I don't believe it <laughs> he was really true in in the Protestant Protestant church so when his great-grandson was born whose father is a Muslim so he is a Muslim that was not a shock for him but it was definitely something that he didn't envisage uh, to to yeah to encounter in his life and uh, we were raised very traditionally and you married white people and you sort of uh, oh no we love everyone but don't Marry someone who yeah, isn't in our homes. Uh, no, exactly. But so uh, this was quite new for him. Uh, my daughter married a, a fantastic Iranian man, um, uh, director, and, and a fantastic brain he has. It's an amazing man, and we all adore him and love him. And uh, but he came, comes, of course, from a different world. And so then he, my daughter, brought uh, her little son to my father and asked him to bless him. And he did that in such an encompassing way. Can you say that? Encompassing? Yes. yes it, it was inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah. He really said, we come from all sides of the world and there are faith everywhere. And I only bless you with, with that communal feeling of, of goodness and of future and, and take it as a task, but you're blessed. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was just amazing, having spoken, uh, having had that discussion not that long ago about that one and only God. So it, for me, this and that was that moment mm. that this picture was yeah. taken. And, it's, it's, and it shows for me also that even when you're 94, you move still. You know, you never should stand still. You should always keep your brain open for new experiences and new things that you may not be conscious of what you've got inside. We we we're such uh, yeah. We we're more than we think often. Yeah, but we we also are also sometimes um, uh, yeah victim of our victims. Maybe not the right word. But we're a product of our pasts without realizing that that also comes with a lot of prejudice and and things that we should actually shed a little bit and think about it. You know that that it's not. Um, no. Yeah. So and this I is this that. is why you treasure this photograph. Ah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's also yeah. generations and and the worlds that connect. Cultures. It's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All interlinked. Yeah. 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 What did you bring from your bedside table? Oh, from my bedside table, well, you see, family is very important for me. Sounds like it. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And this was, um, I've always, already for a very long time, I've got um, three, two pictures next to my bed. And one is um, of my um, three children, my eldest son, my um, first daughter, and my unborn daughter because she is holding my belly my daughter because and that's where my unborn daughter after 14 years um, she arrived uh, the fantastic famous little accident that is the best present <laughs> it was that we could ever get because the second picture is a picture of my son that died um, uh, 
19 years ago in a car accident and this this group these two pictures they all belong together and they are yeah they they're always next to me and, and often I travel with them yeah. as well yeah um Elsky, yes, kitchen drawer. The kitchen drawer. You know, that's most the most difficult one because my kitchen drawer is such a mess. That <laughs> I, I've got. But I only, only ever remember meeting you in your kitchen. <laughs> it really is the the hub of of the house. It is the hub of the house, and that drawer is the hub of the hub of the house, sort of, because everything that we don't use or whatever, it, it's in there. So it, it, I could tell a whole my whole life out of there. Are little candles in it. There are little um, little boxes for tea, and they're with now with um, pins and, and, and needles and all those things together. Um, it has got uh, some plasters, I guess, in it. And it's a very messy, but what would be the most important thing that I would take out? Mm. Oh God. It's a, uh, you see, this yes. is the most difficult one. Yeah, and you forgot to look before you came out. Mm. Yeah. It probably would have jumped yeah. at you. Yeah, it could have been, could have been, but I, I'm drawing it out now mm. in my mind, but uh, it's, it's, um, I always love it because it always has answers to little problems. Yes, and it has a host of memories <laughs> yes, too. You know, open it up and absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll leave that one then. Mm, um, I'll ask you to think about favorite book and uh, a poem. Yes, I. Um, uh, that is also because I, I love reading. I'm not very good at remembering. Uh, I do remember the stories, but not very good always at remembering the book. Recently, with all the Beirut um, things, the book of Amin Malouf came back that I read, and I don't remember the name, you see. There you are, about his youth in Beirut and how uh, in those days, in, in the early 70s, he's exactly the same age as I have, uh, so I recognized the world that he was describing, and he said at the, in those days, Lebanon was looked at as a country that was the uh, the the where all uh, yeah ethnic groups were lived and worked together without any problem it was sort of an example for the world lebanon uh, in those days and then it all went pear-shaped uh, in 1975 i believe or 79 i believe 79 yes that was when the uh, the shatila the, the the palestinian camps were bombarded and that's where it all started uh, to go totally wrong and um, but it, it that's so part of my history as well interesting enough that um, that that the world has always been part of me in a way. I've never been only that Frisian girl. I've always loved to, yeah, feel connections Again, with other that parts. word em embrace that you used earlier. You've embraced the world. Well, it, it's, yeah. And it has embraced you. It, it, I love being international. I yeah. think we, we all have our part to play, to say something Shakespearean. But uh, it's, um, yeah. It's important that we also open our minds to each other. And I heard Amin Malouf in Crossing Border, where he spoke as one of the people. And I remember him saying, and interesting enough, that struck me again, because I'm also very much a European. And he said, you know, I live already for 25 years in, in, in Paris, and my family is like the United Nations. We got all nationalities and we are um, so, but I still can mirror see the world and particularly europe from a lebanese perspective and um, please guys this is amazing what's here don't forget where what this is about europe 
don't forget it. It is uh, it's a concept yeah. that you should not throw away. I thought it was very strong. And of course, in these uh, now with this awful explosion, blast, yeah. the blast, it's it's just horrible. And I've never been to Beirut. My husband had family there, uh, half Lebanese, half Dutch family, and and they they are devastated. They don't live there anymore. They live also in Paris, but it's yeah, it's sort of the end of. Um, Again, a beautiful country in despair. Well, you, you spoke you about your own few. country, yeah, yes, you South Africa, of course, as well. It's um, yeah, it's it's sad. We should not give up because there's a new generation coming, and they will give answers. I'm sure they will. I'm positive. Now, um, a verse. Do you know one that you can recite? I can't recite a verse. I'm very bad at memorizing things. But uh, there is a writer that I want to. To, uh, because again, uh, it, it's also fam she's not family, but it relates to a family story. Uh, Anna Enquist, she lost in 2001 her daughter who was on a bike and uh, was scooped by a car. And she wrote the most amazing poems. And on my way here, I was looking for one that has been on my desk really ever since 2001. Uh, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. But it's the so raw, the pain that she describes on what it means to lose a child. And it resonates with me because in 2001, yeah. I lost my son also in an accident. And it has pained us 19 years. And we only uh, we, we are doing wonderful now. We are very lucky with a beautiful family. And the only thing that is missing is that he is no longer part of it. But we hope somewhere that he looks up there and says, you're doing great. And um, that, um, that connection, yeah. even after 19 years, Lilian, it's not gone. It doesn't go. The pain doesn't leave you. You can smile, you can be happy, and you are. Definitely, we, we are experiencing great happiness with four grandchildren and everything. But the pain of losing someone so dear and so close to you, I carried that yeah. child, you know, then that, that um, yeah, emotion. That gives me always that I, I cannot talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. too, it's painful, but it has been also wonderful that he was there and he was a great, a great fun guy and um, uh, but her pain of Anna Enquist uh, and she has written fantastic poems uh, that I, I, I as I said I can't you know what I'm going to do we'll you you come back on that one and uh, uh, we'll we can inform our, our listeners uh, yeah. when we yeah. broadcast your interview else mm, can one one small thing remains you need to name the next pearl in our string of pearls for Dutch yes. bars. well I've been thinking about that and um, uh, um, I came of course I'm thinking about the art scene in in The Hague and um, I think one of the people that I've worked with with such joy and so much love and she has contributed to life in The Hague together with her sister actually uh, they, uh, they, they um, set up the Vijfde Bedrijf, the fifth act uh, um, Anne-Marie de Bruyne performed Lady M and I think she is a pearl to The Hague she is now in The Hague performing uh, 
Antafo, which is also uh, for for international communities. People can go there. It's in the gray space. Uh, and um, every every Sunday they've got uh, sessions with food stories from all around the world. And she's a great contributor to the connections, the international connections that we we try to establish within Stet as well. And I think she is a pearl to make. I nominate sounds- her. She sounds perfect. Thank you, Alska. <laughs> I've been so used to calling you the director of the English Theatre Foundation. It kind of rolls off my tongue these days. We've been doing business for 10 years, Alska. <laughs> yes. How do I label you today? The outgoing? Yeah, the outgoing. The, the, uh, the former. I'm still the founder. There we go. Alska van Holk, the founder of the English Theatre Foundation here in The Hague. Thank you so much for joining us today. All the best for the new team. For Dutch Buzz, I'm Lilian Strober. Dutch Buzz, keeping abreast of the news in The Hague.